Giuliani. Good afternoon, Americans. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Gosh, I appreciate the listening in because today we've got to take on an issue that this may be central to our republic. You know, there are many issues that make up the United States of America. The greatest and most eloquent person to describe it was, of course, our greatest president, Abraham Lincoln, who was once asked, I think when he was running for the Senate against Douglas, could be wrong about that. I'll go check my Lincoln biographies. But he was asked, you know, this guy had come from the Mayflower, and he said, oh, all these new immigrants uh, that, that are coming in, They're not Americans like me. I've been here since the Mayflower. Because I don't think Lincoln knew when he came in, right? He could be the greatest American. And he looked at the man. It almost reminds you like of Jesus' parables. And he looked at the man and he said, "Um, what makes an American? He said, when you came here. Lincoln said, no, 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 no. America is not a country of uh, racial groups, ethnic groups, religious groups, any groups. America is a country of ideas, ideals. I think he might have even said a secular religion. We don't agree on everything. We don't agree on a lot. But the things we do agree on, we really agree on. And you want to find them? Go to the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. Whoever believes in it and understands it more is the better American, even if he came in today. And the ones who don't aren't Americans. And that includes the ones from the Mayflower. You like that guy? Reminds you a little of Trump and Reagan. Remember like, you know, none of this on the one hand, but on the other hand. But, oh, gosh, I don't want to attack. I don't want to put the troops in. I don't know. Gee. Huh. Well, uh, the, the, simple, the simple fact is the Biden administration has now taken us into the train station. I don't know if you remember, but at the end of the year, I put out a podcast called Express Train to Marxism. I said we were getting real close. Well, today we pulled in the station. And not only that, we uh, completed my podcast about 1984 that I did, I think last year, in which I described the similarities between the Biden uh, dictatorship and the dystopian novel uh, uh, 1984 with Big Brother and canceling people and Well, now they've really done it. Now they've actually made an appointment right out of the list of appointees for Big Brother in Oceana. One of the great and the most important ministries that the protagonist belonged to was the Ministry of Truth. Now remember, you got to learn something about 1984. If it says truth, it means false. They doublespeak. You know, like when when um, Saki says the people who come over the border are irregular. Well, that's not true. They're illegal. That's why they're irregular. But, uh, I, I can't give you all the times Biden and his lying administration do that. 
So now we're going to have a minister of information. I don't know where he found this wackadoodle. I have no idea. I want you to go back and look at her podcast. She's a wackadoodle. She looks like a jackass, and she talks like a communist. She was. Uh, she could be the minister of disinformation, and she spread vehemently the disinformation about the Biden hard drive, insisting it was Russian disinformation and lying about me, wackadoodle. How can you pick a minister of disinformation who engaged in disinformation and the worst kind? She defended the 51 phony, I think pretty close to traitorous, former intelligence officials who announced that it was Russian disinformation, a very serious charge, and never looked at it. What a bunch of reckless phonies they are. What was Russian about Mac Isaac's copy <laughs> and, uh, and actual uh, computer of Hunter Biden? Well, as of the New York Times and Washington Post, 17 months late, it's accurate. So, Madam Minister of Disinformation or Truth, if we want to use Orwell, you were lying. Oh, by the way, you're an expert on Russia, and you thought it was Russian disinformation. Well, you should be dropped out of the experts on Russia. There's nothing about it that looked like Russian disinformation. I'm an expert on Russia. I think I know a hell of a lot more than you do, moron, about Russia. I've been looking at Russia for 40 years, and I started the FISA court, so I listen to them on tape. You're a big, silly, stupid, moronic, phony. Watch her videotapes. She's a damn clown. In the Homeland Security Department. This idiot is defending us. Just go look at them. And if you don't want to look at them, they'll be on my podcast on tomorrow. Because I'm going to show you the moron. Where does Biden find these people? Where? The, the, the uh, hidden school for communists? Called Harvard? Where does he find these idiots? I don't know. I'm not going to say she was on drugs when she did it. But if she wasn't, it might have been more excusable if she was. She looks like a nitwit. And she was dead wrong on the single most important Russian story of the last 10 years. And she's a Russian expert. And she's going to protect us disinformation. But she spread it. Willingly. Enthusiastically. Irresponsibly. Stupidly. Childishly, immaturely. What does he want to do? Destroy us? And now 
We got in a Biden administration that's an enemy of the First and Second Amendment. They want to do away with free speech. Look, they're going to do away with disinformation. They define disinformation just like Big Brother did. And Ingok, Ingok was the minister of, of truth. That's, that's what she should be called, Ingok. He would decide that it was untrue. But usually it was always true. Just like she spread disinformation right before the election when she said it was Russian disinformation and got the American people to vote for our demented president that she has to know is demented. Maybe she doesn't when you look at these uh, podcasts of hers or wherever they are. She may actually be the one who's fooled that actually thinks he's normal. Just watch her. And this is who we get? And where the hell does the government get off defining what's true and false? Did you ever hear the Alien and Sedition Laws? They're passed by John Adams. They never got challenged in the Supreme Court because they basically went out of existence before, and Jefferson and Madison attacked them like crazy. John Adams put them in effect and really got elected based on it. But since then, the Supreme Court has consistently said, if judged by modern standards, these laws would be unconstitutional. Well, the the sedition law uh, allowed the government to prosecute you if you said something they deemed to be false. Now, we know we have a crooked government, and we're going to trust them. I mean... That law existed, and we had this moron there. They'd have prosecuted me for Russian disinformation. And I was telling the truth. Confirmed by the New York Times and the Washington Post. Going to find out I was telling the truth about the election, too. You know, somebody who doesn't lie doesn't lie. Somebody who does lie, like Joe Biden, does it all his life. From the time he cheated in law school until... The day before yesterday when he lied. So I I got a question for you before we uh, finish up. But we will finish up on this First Amendment thing. I mean, this administration has desecrated the Constitution of the United States. It stepped all over it. And where are you, liberals? Three justices of the Supreme Court who are your heroes. I know Black was one of them. Announced at the, and Douglas, the Supreme Court announced that the First Amendment is absolutist. She disagrees. Yeah, this moron you're going to see on tape disagrees with three liberal Supreme Court justices. I'm not sure I agree it's absolutist. But they do. And liberals, I respected for years, even after I stopped being a Democrat, for being intellectually honest about the First Amendment. You are now a bunch of stinking liars, including you, New York Times, who wanted a ministry of disinformation, and you probably talked the demented president into it. What the hell are you, a newspaper? And you want a ministry of disinformation by the government? You can't figure that out yourself. You can't put it out and test it in the marketplace of ideas. You know where your ideas come from? Communism, 
Nazism, Marxism. Not, not the Enlightenment values of this great nation which really promulgated free speech. Disgrace! You're a disgrace! You're a disgrace as Americans. Americans are defined again, one last time, by the strength of their belief in our most important values. Maybe our two most important of freedom of speech and freedom of religion. Where are the Democrats on that? Now violently opposed, which means that my prophetic podcast about 1984 is now absolutely correct, including my express train to Marxism we just pulled in the station. We'll be back in a few minutes. Rudy Giuliani. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I want to uh, remind you that you call in and we'll get you right after this break because we've got one or two more things that we want to make you aware of. And you call 1 800 848 And at 3.30, we're going to have Douglas Murray on, who is going to talk about the war on the West. Great, great writer for the New York Post and a great, great author as well. I have a a question for you that I'd like you to answer when you call in. Who's a bigger liar, Little Red Lion Hood Saki or Mayorkas? Mayorkas actually was compared yesterday this may go a teeny, teeny bit overboard to Benedict Arnold because of how he's allowing a massive invasion causing record drug deaths in America. And why do we know it's caused by that? Because three-quarters of them are by fentanyl that comes from China through the Mexican border. Trump had cut it down twice in a row. He'd have cut it down even more if we had the state in Mexico policy. And now it's skyrocketing to record levels slaughtering Americans, including those who buy marijuana, probably deliberately by China. And this guy lies about it. So the question is, who's a bigger liar? So I want you to listen to one of my favorite members of Congress, Jim Jordan, on uh, uh, cut number one. The Secretary of Homeland Security does not know the answer to the status of 42 individuals who came to our southern border illegally are on the no-fly list and the, uh, and the, no, uh, and the terrorist watch list. You do not, do not know if whether they have been released or not into the country. Ranking member uh, Jordan, as I've said before, I will provide you the data. I'm going to tell you, I I ran for president. I never was president, but I was mayor. I got an answer like that. This guy's gone tomorrow. We're 30 days, you know, into I mean, uh, 90 days into this administration. Those terrorists could have bombed us by now. What's this jackass waiting for? Now, how about, how about, how about, how about this one? This is from Congressman Chip Roy. With uh, with the liar Mayorkas. How about 
the lost voices for people dying from fentanyl, the hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of Americans dying from fentanyl, faces, faces of Americans, faces of Americans across this country dying because of fentanyl pouring into our country. The time of the gentleman has expired. You know full well. The time of the gentleman has expired, Ms. Encouraging people to come here, harming Texas and harming this country. Time you know it. And you're ignoring the time of the Protect the liar. Lying Democrats protecting the liar. He doesn't know a damn thing about fentanyl. He doesn't care if you die. And he's never even thought of the fact that this could be a Chinese plot to kill even more Americans like they did with COVID, which, of course, the bought out, sold to China Biden will never, ever raise. But now let's go to candidate number two for liar of the year. I'll call her by her real name, Jen Psaki. Number six. Again, nothing has changed about what I said yesterday. The president does not get involved in the business dealings of his son. Even through like uh, hell he doesn't. Shut up, Psaki. I know the hard drive. Maybe Miranda Devine knows it better. Hmm? I don't know. I know it pretty damn well. You know how often he's involved in his son's finances? A hundred times, liar. And those freaking newspapers like the Times and the Post, even though they said it's valid and, and, and uh, authenticated, never mention that. They say lies like, oh, oh, Biden is not implicated. I will give 50% to my father. I've given 50% to my father for 30 years. I pay all the bills for 30 years, says, says Hunter the Bagman Biden. You know how many expenses he pays through the go-between who got grilled the other day? Hmm? Eric Schwerin? Eric Schwerin divide up the money between Joe and Hunter? Oh, maybe a hundred transactions that we can count. And then what about Bobolinsky? They don't want to talk to him. He'll tell you Joe was involved 100%. In Hunter's foreign dealings, and from the first moment he said it, if you got an ounce of common sense and you're not a brainwashed Democrat and you knew this guy flew him to China to get $1.5 billion commitment, you got to know it's a lie. Well, now I have the biggest liar. It's not Saki. It's not Mayorkas. It's the guy in the White House, and this is not the Hunter Biden case. This is the Joe Biden case. And our crooked U.S. Attorney DA, I mean Attorney General, won't give us a special prosecutor because they don't give a damn about America. They just give a damn about their power and how much money they can steal. Hmm? Look how rich Pelosi got. Look how rich Charlie Rangel got. Hmm? Go look at those congressmen. Go see how much money they made. Go take a look at the ones with decrepit African-American districts where their people are suffering like hell. And look how much money they walked out in with and look how little they did for their districts. I know it. And you want me on the witness stand talking about it. I'll tell you the condition they left Harlem in. The crook Dinkins. The crook Charlie Rangel. The crook, Percy Sutton. Yeah, crooks. You think the Times will tell you they're crooks? No, no. No, no. 
Republican takes $10. He's a crook. They sell out their interest in inner city broadcasting, which was a total phony that Dinkins voted on in order to give himself millions. They don't tell you he's a crook. He didn't pay his tax returns for four years. That's okay. That's okay. That doesn't, he's, he's, a, he's a Democrat. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, if we're going to preserve this country, we've got to preserve the First Amendment, religion and speech. We've got to preserve the right to bear arms. We've got to preserve due process. We've got to preserve fair treatment for Republicans. When we get back, we are going to have the New York Post reporter and hit columnist Douglas Murray uh, talking about the war on the West. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great interview. Giuliani Show. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, Rudy Giuliani back again. And we are very, very honored to have with us. A, uh, he's, he writes for the New York Post, but he's also an author of The War on the West. And he, and he and his colleagues have written one hell of an exposure of uh, this Biden administration becoming anti-American. I mean, becoming an becoming a uh, 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 anti-free speech organization that sounds an awful lot like Orwell's 1984. So I'd like I'd like to ask uh, Doug. First of all, tell us a little about your book, The War on the West. Well, first of all, it's a great pleasure to be with you. Um, the War on the West is just out this week, and it's my best attempt to explain what is really going on in our time. Uh, the war on everything to do with the foundations of our culture and I society know. and history in the West. It is so comprehensive at this stage. The left are waging war on our history, on our heroes. They are literally bringing down the people we have most revered. They are trying to change our history. They're trying to change our founding. They're trying to change everything in our culture. They're trying to accuse us of crimes we didn't commit. And it has to stop. We have to identify it and push back against it. So the war on the West, my best attempt to arm my readers with the facts they're going to need. Well, I mean, very, very uh, timely. Uh, 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 couldn't could yeah. be more timely because I think, you know, I describe it as we've been on an express train to Marxism for quite some time now, and yeah. we're about entering the station, and we yeah. and we have and we got to fight back. Now this last thing, the appointment of a minister of disinformation, is so similar mm. to the minister of truth in 1984, yeah. Ingok. Uh, it's. Which was the prediction of a communist government, by the way. Yeah. What, what is this all about? And this woman is a clown. Yeah, she um, she herself, as, as you know, uh, is somebody who approved of the muting of the New York Post uh, after the paper exposed the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. And this clown, who uh, the Biden administration want to appoint to decide what all of us in America are able to know and read, 
uh, is somebody who herself made completely the wrong call about that two years ago. And, you know, I'm very interested in this claim that the Biden administration has that they're going to they're going to decide what is and is not disinformation. You know, I wonder if they're going to go for the media outlets who've been pretending that Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida has passed a bill that forbids <laughs> saying the word gay rather than rather than the fact that he is actually just saying we're not going to teach gender nonsense to kindergartners. You know, I wonder if they'll go for CNN and MSNBC and all the people who've lied about Ron DeSantis. I wonder whether, actually, they will go for Jen Psaki, who claimed that the, uh, uh, um, from the podium of the White House that the, that the current administration is not flying illegal migrants around the, the country from the southern border in the middle of the night. And when asked to explain it, said, well, it's not the middle of the night, it's three o'clock in the morning. Uh, is that misinformation or disinformation? It would seem to me that it is. Well, that's coming well, from think, the White House. I think we have another application of 1984 called Double Talk. So if you yeah. if you say it's democratic, well then it's actually fascist. And if you, you know, say these, someone kills, exactly. if you say someone didn't kill someone, they actually did. And, and you um, know, it, it is through but, everything. It is through absolutely everything. One of the things I say in the War on the West, by the way, is that um, every hero we have, every major politician in the American past, everyone is accused of the same sin of racism. Everyone, they say, said something racist once in the 1800s, and therefore we've got to drop them and get their statues pulled down. You know the one person, the most racist figure in the 19th century who the left never goes for? Karl Marx. Karl Marx was more racist than anybody. He used the N-word all the time. He was very anti-Semitic. He was a vile man. Yet, weirdly, the left doesn't come for him. It always reveals what they're really after. It is, as you say, Marxism. And they they reveal it all the time because they want to bring down everyone apart from Karl Marx. Well, I tried to do some legal research in the one hour that I had. And I think we have a chance uh, to have this declared unconstitutional, particularly under the 20th century uh, commentaries on the alien and sedition laws by our justices. Mm. I mean, this is government action. It's government action. Yeah defining speech and the government doesn't have a right to tell us what's true and false i mean no, that, that, the first right. amendment re reserves that right to us we somebody could write something totally false the answer to it is for somebody to write something totally true exactly. and then we get to that's decide the, that's right that's the foundation of free speech in america and it's the best tradition of free speech of anywhere in the world you know, and uh, frankly, the way in which they have, th th as you say, the whole thing is Orwellian. And uh, I, I actually give an example in the War in the West, by the way, of, of just how Orwellian this goes. Uh, uh, last year, uh, there was a row online because some left leftist Marxists said that two plus two equals four. Oh, I remember that. The new, the new math. Yeah. They said that it was a white supremacist trope, a dog whistle, like everything else. And um, and so these these Marxists tried to prove that two plus two could equal five. And they worked away on this sum for a while. And eventually somebody pointed out to one of the instigators that in 1984, George Orwell says there will come a time when the state tells you that two plus two equals five <laughs> and you will have to agree. And the man responsible for this movement online 
saw that he was literally doing what in 1984 George Orwell predicted, and the man in question said that it was unfortunate. <laughs> it was unfortunate. Well, you know, some of those books that, that uh, Florida threw out under, under DeSantis' new law did exactly that. A few of them have changed right. it now and are trying to get back in. Well, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, uh, Douglas Murray, you were doing a great service for freedom. Well, and there's you. nothing better than doing that. And I, I hope The War on the West is a great success. I'm going to urge everyone to read it. By the next time I interview, I, have, I will have read it cover to cover. And uh, thank you. And God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's we'll talk honor. to you very, very soon. You go get that book, War on the, on the West, and then I want you to call me up and ask me about it because I'm going to start reading it tomorrow. Hmm? I get my books on Kindle, but this one I might, might get hard copy so I can, get them to, I can get them to sign it for me. I mean, this is what we need. We've got to fight back. We're not a bunch of sheep like we were during the pandemic and, and Fauci, the – oh, I can't even say what I usually call him in private. Fauci told us, you know, we all had to go inside and we had to do all this stuff. Probably killed more of us than would ever have died largely because he was covering up all his big investments that he wanted to make money on. Read, read, read Robert F. Kennedy's book on this one. Huh? Read it about Fauci. Find out what a crumb, what a liar, what a crook, what a greedy son of a Fauci is. Hmm? So let's go to, well, I got to go to Jimmy because with this new, um, I mean, I think we're there now when we got a ministry of truth. I think we're there, Jimmy, and we're a communist country. Well, we're certainly heading there. Do you hear me okay? No, I hear you great. Okay, okay. Uh, I have some stuff, Soviet publications, different ones, but all saying the same thing. I could photocopy just one page. And it will explain the overall movement that the Soviets created. But I could sum it up real quick. They write that the communists in the capitalist countries work within the system to build a movement of workers to work in elections and do electioneering, to make radical restructuring and social change, not to perpetrate the capitalist, capitalist system, but to defeat it. And it says it's not enough only to get communists into elected office because there are other seats of power and influence outside of elected office that exert power and perpetrate the capitalist monopoly. They say the schools, the army, the police, the mass media, the corporations. Now look at the success they got. They've got communists in office. They got communists in government using government positions and agencies to go after the opposition. They have our army fighting all over the world. Our army's being decimated. They're attacking and defunding the police. The communists got the mass media. They got the corporations who should be capitalists. The corporations are funding the communist movement. The communists made major absolute successes, and this was all written about from 1984 to, to 1990. This was just before supposedly we defeated communism. So the communists give us the weak look. 30 years later, we see now we are being defeated. Absolutely brilliant. I hope Murray's book, uh, well, I didn't read it yet. I will read it. But it's interesting now. When I first started calling. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it right away, right away. Well, I, I want to see it, too. When I first started calling the radio, exposing enemy operations here and abroad 34 years ago, 
on the radio, I was kind of like the only one for the majority of 34 years. People laughed at me. People threatened me. Yeah, they thought people you were a McCarthy me. nut probably, right? Yeah, and McCarthy was right. See, if people listened to McCarthy <laughs> and Jay Gohoovy, we, we wouldn't be in this position now. One more thing. You're going to appreciate this. Years ago, the FBI was brought to court because the FBI was monitoring enemy operations in this country. And the courts ruled that the FBI could not monitor these groups until they break the law because the FBI monitoring, just monitoring the enemy groups, puts a chilling effect on dissent. So you can't monitor the enemy, but the enemy now is able to be in charge and then use the FBI to work against the president. Well, I'll, make, I'll make two points. The FBI monitored me for a year and a half from the day that I uh, represented Donald Trump, and they didn't have a crime then, and they don't have a crime now. Uh, they just they just monitored an innocent lawyer uh, for the hell of it. I mean, uh, wow. Wow. Well, let's talk. Let's talk to uh, let's talk to Sal. <laughs> Sal, you there, babes? Yeah. Hello. Hey, Sal. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm good. What's up? Uh, I um I was watching the news this morning and I saw that jackass on TV. And he's asking Congress for $32 billion to help Ukraine. I have no issue with that. Why do we have to be the piggy bank for Ukraine? Don't we have 32 friend, friendly countries each donate $1 billion and uh, alleviate some of our pressure of what we're doing and you know, what we're going through with all this inflation and unemployment, you know, high taxes and so on and so forth? Well, you know something. I I wouldn't mind if he gave him thirty two billion and he took it out of one of his payoff Democrat programs that there are plenty of. Look, this is no uh, this is no just guess. Uh, without any doubt, half of that budget is uh, Democrat grease, pork, and crooked money. That just I want you to think for a second. Why are these uh, urban areas? decrepit for 20, 30, 40, and 50 years. And they've been getting billions and billions of dollars because most of the money ends up with the friends of Charlie Rangel, Elijah Cummings, uh, this one, that one, this one, that one. Black communities and their support of Democrats has been a complete sellout, mostly because of black politicians whose families make a fortune. That's where the money is going. In his bill, Bill Back Dopey, he doesn't even have an accounting mechanism. One of the reasons we can't figure out how much money Mrs. de Blasio stole is they say it's not accountable. How, how can you give out government money not being accountable and not knowing you're a crook paying a crook? So let's... Let's just cut the damn thing 25%. We'll just cut off a bunch of Democratic politicians paying off their wives, their children, their family. And then we can use it for Ukraine. But then I'll tell you what else we can use it for. How about Joe refunds the police? You didn't want to defund them. Well, New York City uh, took $1 billion out of the police. Adams put $200 million back. We're still owed $800 million. 
from our phony mayor. Oh, by the way, just in case you want to follow the exploits of our phony mayor, who is talking about crime going down, and it's up 43% citywide and 66% in the subways. Here's a little here's a little thing. He was working really hard. Remember yesterday I played a thing and he said, I'm very disappointed in the deployment of the police. And he deploys the police. Well, instead of working on deploying the police last night, uh, New York City's mayor nightlife, Eric Adams, is back at it again. Is on a dine with supermodel Naomi Campbell, multiple Grammy winner Jean Baptiste, and top agent Cade Johnson. Hudson. I only know two of them. Uh, he hangs around there as a regular haunt. Private member clubs, zero bond, where he's been a fixture since he was elected in November. I wonder if he paid the, 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 uh, the fee to go in. I wonder. Somebody should ask. And how about, Adams, we put out your tax returns and we figure out what happened with the guy building homeless shelters who made millions and donated money to you? When are you going to put out the tax returns, Mayor Conman? Or what is it? Mayor of Nightlife? I'll stop, I'll stop going on you, pal, every day when crime goes down. You continue to hurt my New Yorkers. I go for your throat, pal. And you better get on top of Hochul to change bail reform. Okay, we'll be back with the mayor's final words, and they're going to be very, very surprising. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani back again with you uh, with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. And you, you send them $11 a month. And if you send them $11 a month, send them 20 now another $11 a month. Because they take care of our uniform members who were killed in the line of duty, and it's happening at record numbers because of the Black Lives Matter. And our military men who die in the line of duty and get catastrophically injured. You can't do anything better than that to, to, to blunt this war on the cops and this hatred of our military by the left wing, which includes a woman named Alessandro Biaggi, who I think is running for the House and wants to join AOC and also wants to take down the Christopher Columbus statue in uh, in uh, Columbus Circle. Now, I am an Italian-American, and I am very, very uh, biased on this issue, but I'll tell you, so was her grandfather, uh, Mario Biaggi, who I knew really well. You know why I knew him? I put him in prison. Uh-huh. I put him in prison after a lifetime of very questionable activities, including lying about taking the Fifth Amendment 42 times, a questionable shooting as a police officer that was allegedly done for the mafia, never proven. Uh, but what I convicted him of, he damn well was proven. He got himself out of jail early by saying he had prostate cancer, and then he lived another 10 years. Uh, during that period of time, I met him actually once outside of St. Patrick's Cathedral after 9-11. He came over to me and he said, uh, Mayor, I know we have our hard feelings, 
but uh, I've watched you now for seven years. You've been the greatest mayor in New York history. That's absolutely true. So, uh, you know, people are complicated. I don't know. I just have a feeling that Mario is turning over in his grave. He was a conservative Republican, a Democrat. He supported Nixon, by the way, supported the Vietnam War. Wow. And this woman, this woman wants to join AOC and attack America. And she wants to take down our Columbus statue, which to Italian-Americans is sacred. We have a right. We have a right to have our heroes, too, not just everybody else. And he's one of our heroes. And if you want to argue Christopher Columbus with me, I'll debate you any time, damn it. Yeah, and I'll go tell you about your statues and the things your people did that should be taken down because they were human. So cut the bull with me. I know a hell of a lot more than you do. I've been around a lot more than you did. And I've accomplished about 50 times more than you ever have. So cut it out. Leave Christopher Columbus alone. You want a battle? We'll have a battle. Also, I would like to explain to you that my son today was qualified by the Board of Elections to be on the ballot for Republican candidate for mayor of New York. That's after Zeldin, backed by the uh, top leadership, the bosses of the Democrat Party, had alleged that he engaged in fraud. I don't like the word fraud creeps. You know how many of his signatures were disqualified today by the Board of Election? You lying. Four out of 25,600. All of them on irregularities. Somebody didn't complete a sentence. There was no fraud. You freaking lied about it. And you also submitted 3,000 plus allegations that a non-Republican was a witness to his signatures as part of your fraud. You never said anything about it today. Your creepy lawyer never said anything about it today. You know why? They were Republicans. We checked them in five minutes. We don't need liars as Republicans in Albany. We do bad enough with Democrats. Boy, you just lost me. You use that word fraud, pal, and you don't prove it. 3,000-plus signatures from four Republicans who turn out to be registered as Republicans are ready to go on the witness stand and testify. We've got every damn document, and you don't even raise it because you know you're liars. And you've been cooperating with Cuomo all the time he was in office. Cuomo would make a good governor, Zeldin? Stick that up here, you know what. Oh, oh, a good president. I'm sorry. Also, how about this? At the convention, you don't mention Trump's name. And you're going to be tough enough to change this city? Who do you think is going to reduce crime? Andrew Giuliani or Zeldin the Cuomo lover? Give me a break and stop lying. Or you're going to have a tough time, pal. Fraud garbage. You're the frauds. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow.